If you ever wanted to know what innovative, industry-changing research your engineering professors were doing, keep listening, because that's the story we're telling. From the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science at Ontario Tech University, this is The Research Rundown. Welcome to The Research Rundown. I'm Fiona Mann, and I am a third-year mechanical student. Today, I'm here with Dr. Zainab El-Sayeg, a postdoctoral fellow in the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science at Ontario Tech University. Dr. El-Sayeg is a physics and engineering specialist and postdoctoral researcher. I'm excited to talk about her research today, which includes finite element modeling and simulations, vehicle dynamics, and crash analysis. Welcome, Dr. El-Sayeg. Thank you, Fiona. Glad to be here today. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I'm excited to discuss your research. I would like to start um, with your career path and how you got where you are today. So let's start off with um, how, did your, how did you get your PhD here at Ontario Tech University? Can you tell us a bit about your experience? Sure. So first of all, I started by doing a, ba a bachelor's in mechanical engineering and a master's in mechanical engineering at Concordia University. And really? Yeah. That's very interesting. That's in Montreal, Quebec, right? True. <laughs> Have you cool. been there? Yeah, well, I'm born and raised in Montreal, so I know all about that. <laughs> Welcome to the cold world. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then after that, I joined uh, Siemens Montreal, where I was a combustion analyst. So this is very interesting because most of my work was related to combustion for an aeroderivative engines, which are engines that are used where they are aerospace engines, but they are used to produce electricity. And so this is like two in one. And so what I used to do is mostly finite element analysis for a combustion chamber where the fuel is injected. And from there, I started looking into PhD. And, you know, like because you already have a master's degree, so you want to be in a research field. PhD is four years program. So you want to do something that you like. And so what I like is to do simulations and finite element analysis. And when I started looking into professors, because what drives you into university when you're doing your PhD is the professor. This is your number one thing that you look for when you're doing a, a research. And so I started looking into professors and then I found Professor Elgindi at Ontario Tech University, which was exactly the same what was I looking for which is finite element analysis, vehicle dynamics, because again, any vehicle is a vehicle. <laughs> so, and this is where I joined Ontario Tech University to do my PhD back in 2016. And my PhD was sponsored by Volvo Group Trucks Technology. And my research was mostly about tire terrain interaction for off-road operations. And this was for truck tires because, you know, Volvo produces, in addition to cars, they have lots of truck industry, a huge truck industry in North America. Um, how about just for those who don't really know what finite element methods are, why, why don't we just expand a little bit about what finite element really is? That's a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up. So finite element analy analysis method is a way to model stuff. So you know how you have like a square or a rectangle and you can collect them right beside each other. So this is how we look at finite element analysis. It's a group of squares or Legos that you can connect together to build a shape. So if we're looking into a circle or, or we're looking into an, any structure that you want to do, like a table, we can put small squares or small rectangles beside each other to build this uh, table. 
And so this is what finite element analysis is. It's a small rectangles or squares or specific shapes built beside each other so that they can produce a big uh, element or a big object. Which, which when we when we run the simulations or when we do our analysis, we do it for every single small square. And this is what makes finite element analysis a very hot topic these days because it can produce a huge amount of data. Of course, you need big servers, but it gives you a huge amount of data, especially when it comes to tires and to nonlinear elements. Perfect. And let's maybe... Um... Uh, expand a little bit about, more about vehicle dynamics because I know vehicle dynamics is very very broad and um, it's not just like one thing so maybe if you can describe vehicle dynamics in a couple of sentences. For sure. So vehicle dynamics is the dynamics or the motion of any vehicle and when we say vehicle it's really huge industry right now and it's a huge topic. A vehicle can be a car, a vehicle can be a tractor, a vehicle can be an airplane even airplanes have wheels. <laughs> a vehicle can be a combat vehicle. A vehicle can be anything that moves on wheels. So even when we speak about airplanes, at some point, airplanes need to land on the ground. So they have tires, of course, to land on the ground. It would be very, very difficult to land without tires. Except <laughs> yeah. But vehicle dynamics include the motion of these vehicles when they are on the ground or even like on the air or any other field. So this is what vehicle dynamics means. The motion of the vehicles in, in a certain uh, area, whether it's ground or air or sand or snow. So you started mechanical engineering and now have a focus on automotive engineering. So what drew you to that type of research mostly? Mm -hmm. So when, when, when we say the word mechanical, it's actually a very broad uh, research topic. So anything could be mechanical. I mean, aircraft could be mechanical, but automotive is definitely a part of the mechanical engineering. And so when we deal with vehicles, I know we call it automotive engineering, but it's a part of the mechanical uh, systems that we do. And so we really cannot disconnect both of them together. So if you say mechanical, if you say automotive, it's really more or less um, within each other's. So automotive would be a good word to use, especially that we're dealing with vehicles, um, but it is a part of the uh, mechanical engineering. So I guess what drew you more into automotive more than aerospace or um, another? Uh, Demand. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we should say is that we're living in a realistic world, right? So the thing that draws us the most is the demand. We have a very big demand for vehicles right now, especially electric and autonomous vehicles. And so we have to follow what the demand needs. So <laughs> we're moving towards vehicles. Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right. So like before, you said you work with uh, Dr. Al-Gindi. Uh, I know there is some really unique and specialized equipment in that lab. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So the type of research that we do in the lab is divided into different sectors. So one of the basic or the most important equipments that we have is a truck simulator. And this truck simulator has, I don't know if you've seen it before, but there are lots of videos of it online. So we have a simulation set up for a truck where a person can sit and he can drive literally like a tractor, a semi-trailer, whatever uh, vehicle that uh, you want. We can download that and we can literally test the uh, performance of the person sitting in there, like whether they're distracted, whether they need a break, whether they have snow. I've driven it multiple times and I always fail, but it's a really good <laughs> equipment. 
we can also put it on manual and on uh, like different types of modes of driving day night it's a very interesting uh, equipment that we have in the lab and it's used a lot to train truck drivers actually so other other things that we have it's basically uh we have lots of interesting high performance servers they're not that interesting, but I mean, servers are really important for the simulations and for any other work that you want to do. So we do have at least five to six servers in there. In there. But the most important, I mean, equipment is the truck simulator that we have, and it's the scaled vehicle that we use as well. We do play with the scaled vehicle sometimes. I really want to try that one day. I feel like I'm just going to go inside the lab and be like, yes, I'm here to test something. <laughs> <laughs> If you take the course of the, like, if you're a graduate student and you take the vehicle dynamics course, we do give a tour for the students in there. And sometimes we let them try the simulator. So <laughs> hopefully we'll have you there one day. Perfect. I'm going to sign up for that. <laughs> that seems really, really cool. In this lab, you do research in the area of advanced multi-objective crash analysis optimization. Wow, that's a mouthful. Can you break that down and tell us what that means? So it, it's lots of words that are combined in one sentence. So I know it sounds sophisticated, but it's not that sophisticated. So another research that we do is the crash analysis. So this is actually um, a project that we've done with Auto20. So say, for example, when you have on the highways, so everyone has driven on 401 before, and you have these huge trucks, uh, big trucks that drive in there. So imagine if you will have a crash between a small car and a big truck. There is lots of chances that the car will crash under the truck. And so what we do is that we design protection systems for these trucks in order to um, eliminate or at least reduce the, uh, the... We try as much as possible to reduce the chances of crashing the people or the car when it hits a truck. And so part of this research is the optimization of this process. So lots of things that needs to be done. So when such a crash happens, we design an underwrite protection system. And that system needs to be optimized. Optimized basically in this, in this uh, sentence would mean something to advance the probabilities of, you know, people living or surviving such a crash at high speeds. So what we try to do basically is to eliminate the possibilities of death using optimization methods in order to reduce uh, the possibility of people dying. And that would be using some devices that we install on the trucks. So if you see the trucks, between the tires, there's a big gap. And their, their tires are really huge. And so what we do is that we design a front, front and side underwrite protection system. It's like a piece of metal that would prevent the cars to roll under the truck. Because rolling under the truck is game over. It's a, it's a death sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, devices do help in uh, preventing people to or cars to go under the trucks. So that's what we mean by optimization. It means we're helping as much as possible to reduce these. Uh, okay. So you're you're changing the design rather than like adding sensors and stuff. So it's more um, physical rather than exactly. electrical and software. Oh, exactly. I see. Um, what is the driving force behind the, this research? Is it based on industry needs or is it mostly something that you guys decided to do and something that you guys were very passionate about? Mm -hmm. Most of our research is industry funded and is industry oriented. Because, you know, what happens is that companies come to us and tell us, you know, we have this problem. People are crashing under our trucks. What should we do? 
And so what they do is that they pay us to do some research in order to see what is the best method to prevent these types of uh, problems. And of course, it's industry oriented and it's industry driven. However, we do go the steps forward after we get the funding and everything. So if they ask us for like, you know, a device, what we try to do is to patent it or to go like a few steps forward in order to make it more, you know, both industry funded and also passionate as a researcher, because you need to have the balance between two. You, you should always be industry funded. You need funding, but you also <laughs> have to be research oriented as well. That's very true. Um, is there like one specific project that you worked on that you are super proud of or something that you really, really enjoyed working on? Mm, actually, that's that's a really good uh, point. So basically, most of my uh, PhD was funded by Volvo Group Trucks Technology, which is in Sweden. And so they really have these off-road mining trucks. And what I tried to do, as and this is I really liked it, although it was a little bit off the topic for Volvo, is to study the effect of hydroplaning on the truck. So what hydroplaning is, just to put it in simple words, it's when it's raining and you know like how water... Um, layers are under the uh, the truck or the uh, tires themselves and so hydroplaning is when you lose control because of the rain or because of the sliding between the road and the uh, tires so and this is like a this is a very big topic in canada because we do have lots of rains especially on highways and so we we did a research to prevent hydroplaning of the trucks on the highways and this is something i really am proud of and I really like it because it's really very helpful for lots of industries, especially trucks. I think um, that can maybe segue us to the next topic of conversation, which is uh, tire terrain and interaction. So you do a lot of research in that. I'm guessing that's basically what it is a little bit, um, which is a large research area that you, with a lot of applications from off-road tire optimization to tire snow interaction. Um, uh, if you can boil down this research to answer one question, what would it be? I've been thinking about that for a while now. And I think the question would be, how can we improve the vehicle performance? Because right now we're at a time where vehicle, it's a very important topic. And the performance of the vehicle, especially when we're moving towards autonomous system, we need performance. We need safety. So how can we improve our safety and our performance without compromising uh, lots of other parameters. So we need to understand how can we improve the vehicle performance? That would be the question. I love it. And uh, what's the challenge you've had to overcome in this specific research project? That's a very, very good question. I think my answer would be the same answer as any other researcher. It's testing. <laughs> I hate to say that, it's testing, okay? We do not have enough places and uh, laboratories to do testing. We do lots of research online. We do lots of research using simulations. But how much can we prove of, of this research is the limitation. Testing is very expensive. And testing is very time consuming. And it is the biggest challenge any researcher can have in my experience. Can you tell us a bit of one of the most interesting projects you've worked on in this area? Mm -hmm. That's a very good question. And one of the most recent and interesting topics that we've dealt with is the tractor tires. So this is actually a new research that we've been doing. So how can we model agricultural tires? Because, you know, this is like a small industry. People do not really uh, look a lot into it. So, yeah, so the tractor tires actually, which are also used in... Uh, so I don't know if you know that, but the tractor tires sometimes are modified and used into motorsports. 
And and so these types of tires would be huge and the industry is small. So what we do is we try to model. If I want to explain this in a brief statement, usually the tires that we use on road as vehicles are called radial ply tires just because of how the tires are welded together. But when we come to agricultural and motorsport tires, these tires are called bias ply tires. So the way that the layers of the tires are welded together are a little bit different, which makes this sector of industry very small. But yet we were also able to do some research about it. So tractor tires, their interaction with off-road, especially sands, was one of the most recent and interesting projects that we've done. Um, one of the things that we look at when we speak about tractor tires is how much traction do we have? So how much do we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, forces between the tire and the ground? Why? Because the traction is very important when we are speaking about motorsports. We don't want to lose the traction. Traction is a golden key for us. So the more we have traction, the better it is for our uh, sport uh, modes. And so this is something that we've recently been looking at. And I think at the end, uh, I will be giving you some, you know, websites and some places that you can read more about if you're really interested into these topics. I am. It sounds very interesting, especially I know that tire data is a very, um, very hard subject to get into. And there's a lot of calculations. It's like a black magic that not a lot of people understand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that'd be very interesting. Are there any subjects or theories you learn in your undergrad that you use in your research today? Mm -hmm. um, yes, of course. I mean, uh, you know, the thing is, and this is what I, I always tell my students, you cannot dismiss your undergrad and immediately starts with, start with designing a tire or designing a vehicle. Undergrad is a very important fundamentals that you need to learn. And especially the course, I mean, back in Concordia, it was called vehicle dynamics. And I think it's the same thing here in UIT. Vehicle dynamics is a very important course. It's a course where you learn about vehicles in general. You learn about the tire mechanics. You learn about how the uh, tire interacts, about the different forces that a tire have. So I really encourage any mechanical or automotive student to take this course. It's very beneficial. Vehicle dynamics, I will definitely want to take that course. That sounds very interesting. I think um, someone in my team on the motorsports team is taking it right now. And mm. he's saying it's very hard, but very uh, informative. So It is. Um, so what are the next steps for your research? Um, so, of course, like, you know, we are industry oriented, but as well, research passionate. And so we will be definitely moving toward autonomous system. Um, recently, we've had a new contract and we're working on doing an autonomous 8x8 combat vehicle. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a new topic for us as well, but it's really interesting because you can see it. Uh, every other company, including GM, Tesla, everyone is fighting for a self-driving car. And so is the uh, combat industry as well. You know, you want to prevent injuries. You want to go into a battle, get your soldiers out as much as possible with no compromises. And in order to do that, you need an autonomous system. So that's what we're working on right now. Autonomous systems. So would that be more um, programming and more software oriented or are you doing more of how the, the chassis is designed? It has to be both because I, I know, um, well, not I know, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> in order to have a fully autonomous system, you need to understand how the chassis is designed. You need to understand how the tires rotate because if you want to maneuver, I think maneuver is a good word to use. If you want to maneuver in any uh, 
you know, platform, whether it's uh, ground or whether it's soil, you need to understand how would you maneuver, but you also need an algorithm and you also need a software that is able to accommodate that, whether it's a vision, whether it's sensors, whether it's uh, various topics. So when you say autonomous system, you need the best of both worlds. You need software and you need mechanical engineering. <laughs> That's why they keep saying that uh, engineering is a teamwork-based uh, program or industry. Uh, can you give any tips or wise words to graduating students looking to get masters and do research? Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, I mean, I was at this point not so long ago. Uh, if you're looking to do a research, I think the, one of the most important things that you have to do is do your research or at least look into what uh, motivates you. So do a research or look into professors that really motivate you. Be patient and be focused. So you need to be patient when you're doing research. You might fail 10 times before you reach the, the final good uh, idea, but you will reach it. So patience is the number one key for any graduate student. Maybe I should start doing more Sudoku and developing that patience a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. And I know um, you talked a little bit about your um, very cool simulator, where it's like your truck simulator, where you can simulate different conditions. And as um, an active member of the motorsports team, I was wondering <laughs> if it's possible to have the simulator and being able to uh, maybe put our car into that simulator yeah. and testing it like that. Because you, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, you said the data is very important, and to get data, well, we need to, mm -hmm. you know. Yes, the one of the biggest challenging when it comes to this truck simulator is is you need to put your data in. So what we have is we have a contract with a company in Montreal, and they give us the data for specific uh, trucks. Means this huge. Have you seen the B train and the V train and the H train? These like three, four. Uh, yes. Part? Yes. So we have the data for these vehicles. But if you have the data for your vehicle, then you're more than welcome to come and join us. You can put it in there and you can try it. We do have some vehicles, but not for a motorsport. Most of our vehicles are huge trucks. What type of data would you need? Uh, we will need mostly uh, tire data. I know this is very hard to get, but there are the curves that we get for the tire data. And we will need the uh, configuration of the vehicle. But if your vehicle is very similar to one of the ones we have, you can test it in there. So you can test driving it in there. Uh, because you can feel the skid, like when you sit on the truck simulator that we have. Uh, I tried it one time, actually, because this was a very interesting thing. I wanted to see what will happen if I go on the road. So when I'm driving, I want to see what will happen if I go on the road. And I could literally feel the pump of me going on the road. So, like, you know, the truck started tilting to the left side. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting because most of this uh, this truck the simulator, the parts that are in there are actual vehicle parts that we have. That's really cool. All right, so um, I'm gonna write this down. I think this is recorded, so I have you on. I have your word on this that if the motorsports team need to simulate their vehicle, um, do you have any tips for any current or incoming engineering students? Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, I was there a few years ago and I was an incoming student as well. I think one of my best uh, advice would be join as much as possible 
communities in Ontario Tech University because we have lots of communities that are engineering or oriented, whether it's a woman in engineering, whether it's the motorsports team, whether it's uh, multiple teams that we have on campus. So the best thing that you can do if you join an engineering program at Ontario Tech University is try to get the best of both worlds. The education part, because we do have it, of course, and the industry part. Lots of collaborations that we have at Ontario Tech University, especially from GM, from other industries, with the ACE building that we have, lots of research that can be done, and lots of hands-on experience, even as an undergrad, that, that can be done as well. So join us and join the community. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Like when I first started in engineering and I went into the motorsports team, it just helped me learn a lot more because of all that practical knowledge. I know uh, that there are teams like RI3D, so robot in three days, there's engineering across borders. There's just so many opportunities for students um, to come in and be active. So yes, I really do agree with that. Okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Before we finish up, do you have any last remark you'd like to share? Uh, for sure. So um, if you if you really like our project, then follow us on ResearchGate. And we do have a website as well. Uh, so follow us and, you know, you could be part of our team, whether it's as a research uh, assistant or whether it's as a, as a graduate student or even as a collaborative uh, research agreement. We are open. So if you're interested, join us. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you again to Dr. El Sayeg for joining me today to discuss your research. Um, and thank you all for listening and for sticking around for our first season. Uh, hopefully we'll see you guys in 2021. Well, that concludes the first ever season of the Research Rundown. To find more information on Dr. LCE's research and engineering at Ontario Tech, head to engineering.ontariotechu.ca. Don't forget to keep up to date with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at OT underscore FEAS. We hope you have a safe and happy new year. From the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science at Ontario Tech University, this is The Research Rundown.